Okay, Moramoid cotton yud tes amid bays. Just starting the wide lines. Yesterday we had a big discussion about uh, what can nullify the shiva, what can nullify the shloshim, and we came out that the halacha is like the divrei hamekil in Ovel, and therefore we said that uh, part of a day is like a whole day, so at the beginning of the seventh day, Shiva's over, Shloshim starts at that time, and then we said that the holidays, all of the holidays, nullify a Shloshim. Okay, uh, now, we also looked for the source of uh, Shiva, and now we're going to the source of Shloshim. In other words, where is the biblical source, or at least an allusion to the fact that after the seven days of intense mourning, we in general mourn for a complete set of 30 days? Where does the 30 days come from? Oh, and you, what? What was the guess? 30 days? Maybe it was seven days. Oh, somebody was 30 days. Aaron was 30 days. Moshe was 30 days. But but that is that they just mourned for him, but with restrictions. In other words, we know that there are restrictions. So even if, let's say, there are thir- the Torah only says there was 30 days, we don't know what they did. Maybe they didn't restrict things on themselves. Where do we see some kind of restriction? Okay, so the Gomorrah asks... Okay, where do we derive, you know, oh, say more specifically that you cannot shave because that's one of the big issues. You can't shave for 30 days. So where do we see this from? Yolif, we learn it from the Xeris Shava, para, para, from the Nazir. Xiv, it says over here, by morning, when Nodav and Aviyu died. Moshe did not allow Aaron and his sons to engage in the normal mourning. He says, this you may not mourn normally. And what? therefore he said what? Roshechem al tifra'u. Do not let your hair grow on your head. All right? So that means normally you do let your hair grow. Okay? So that's what normal mourning would be. Now you might think, well, that's just a one-off. That's just uh, uh, that uh, they died, and maybe just for one day. Maybe Aaron and, and his sons were said, okay, maybe just for the Miluim. Today, today is the eighth day of the Miluim. Today they died. Okay, don't hit, cut your hair today. I know for 30 days. You just know they can't cut their hair. A mourner, Aaron and his son, although they, the exclusion to the rule, but the rule is a mourner doesn't get a haircut. Fine. Uksiv Hasam, now we go to the Nazir. The Nazir, we're told, Gadel Perasa Let your hair grow. For the th- for how long? Well, we'll see. Malahalan, just like over there by Nazir. It's Shloshim, it's 30 days. So therefore, for a regular mourner, Afghan Shloshim, there's 30 days. Now, the question is. Uh, okay, okay, we don't have to do this. But now the question is, 
How do you know in us it's 30 days? Doesn't say anywhere in those 30 days in the Torah. Nowhere. For us to know, I know that. So now we come to a gematria, very unusual way to deduce things. Amar Rav Masna, Rav Masna says, Stam Naziris Shloshim Yom. First he says, a Stam Naziris. So the guy says, Behold, I am a Nazir. He doesn't say for how long. Usually you say how long it is. But you don't say how long it is. And how long is it? 30 days. Straight. Or asks, my timer, what's the reason we picked 30 days more than anything else? Amar Kra, what does Torah say about the hair that's growing out of Nazir? It's saying, Amar Kra, his hair shall be holy on his head. Now, what is the gematria of Yihyeh? Yud, hey, Yud, hey. Well, we know Yud is 10, 20, hey is 5, 30. Big gematria, Tal Sin Havo, it's 30 days. Okay. So this is one of the ways we're allowed. It's a. It's not stama chasidish shtick. You know, you pick a gematria. Gematria is a core way of understanding Torah. Okay, it's not just that a chasana where you try to come with a cute one that this guy's a chasana's gematria. This and this. It's 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 real. Uh, it's a uh, it's it's a clear thing, and we base halacha on that. So there you got the 30 days. So now we understand why 30 days of not cutting hair and then other restrictions that fit into that carrier as well. Okay, fine. Now we're going back to all these issues with, um, you know, um, when, you, when, when you have the holiday coming, coming off of mourning, when can you, yes, uh, get the haircut, not get the haircut, Set, or take a, a bath, wash yourself, things like this, we're going to get more into the details. Now, remember we said early yesterday, according to Abishol, the restrictions of Shiva come to an end on the morning of the last day of the Shiva. That's how Abishol is. That's how we pass it. It doesn't have to be a full seven. But now the question is going to be, when now a, a regal is coming... Can you get the haircut? Uh, can you get the? Uh, can you bathe or not? So now the Gemara says like this: Rav Huna says never be sure. Hakol modim. Everybody agrees. Keshechol shlishi shalol. Leos erregel. Remember, there was an opinion. Tanakama says you have to have three days of mourning. If you don't have three days of mourning, then the holiday does not nullify it. We don't paskin like that. But he says three days of mourning. Is a minimum. If you don't have three days of mourning, then then the holiday does not knock it off. That's his opinion. So let's say now. So let's say kishachol shlishi shalom. If the third day of mourning happens on erev yontif, so let's say Wednesday. The funeral was Wednesday, day one. Thursday, day two. Friday, day three. And then. The end of the third day goes right into the yontif. So everybody agrees. You can't bathe until the evening, meaning on yontif. Now, let's see what's going on. Although the festival cancels the remainder of the shiva, making this the last day of the shiva, he still may not bathe until evening. 
Why? Because the Shiva didn't end. Right? Because why? The Shiva goes, this wasn't the seventh day, this is the third day. So you have three full days of Shiva. When of, of, of three of the seven days of Shiva. When does the third day end? <laughs> exactly when Yantav starts. So he so now when could he bathe if it wasn't the Yantav? If it wasn't Yantav? Well no, he'd keep going. He has to go seven days. Has to go seven days. But the Yantav has cancelled out the rest, because you had three days. So then so the, when's the earliest he can bathe? We'll see in a minute. Well, I guess on Yontif, if you could bathe on Yontif. That's a separate issue, a separate issue. Even Abishol, who generally maintains that part of a day is like a whole day, but he only said that on the seventh day, you understand, or anything after the third day, right? He agrees that in this case, we wouldn't have prescribed a principle because in that way, he's not even having three days of Shiva. Right, and we said according to Tanakama, the first three days must be observed. Remember, we don't hold like that, but according to this, Tanakama says three days, three full days must you must experience three full days of mourning, of crying, and this and that for even the the regal to knock it out. So therefore, in the Abishol will hold on the seventh day. Part of the day is like a whole day. But that's at least you've gone through three days. You've gone, and so you've done the main part of the shiva. Okay, now we're doing seven. Okay, so the seventh day we can be lenient and knock off part of it, and then we start the eighth day, and then we could start talking about getting ready for yontif, whatever. But over here, you have to have three full days. So the three full day does not end until sunset. So he can't bathe until the evening when the yontif happened. But wait a minute, can you take a bath on Yontif? <laughs> Guess what? Only in cold water because there's a rabbinic prohibition against using hot water on Yontif. Or he can wait until Cholomoyed to bathe in hot water. Hold on. According to the foregoing, it follows that if one of the later days of Shiva, rather than the third day that fell on the festival leave, then would apply the principle that part of the day is like the whole day and allow him to bathe before the festival. In other words, it seems three days is the minimum. If now you're coming from the fourth day and on, and now a yontif is, is coming in, so therefore we can cut it short. But the first three days must be. So therefore, you got to have three. Three does not end until yontov. Now you could begin to permit bathing. But again, you can only bathe in a halachically permissible manner. So even though technically if the water was reheated before Yontif and you had a hot uh, bathtub, we, the rabbis decreed not because they're afraid that people will want to get away with things and they'll heat up a bathtub on Yontif. So the rabbis say no hot bathing on Yontif. Finished. So now he could have a cold bath cold bath is fine or wait till Cholomoyed and have a good proper hot bath that is clearly the way that is who is saying Rav um, it was Rav Huna Breder of Yeshua okay clear question yeah if we're basing no bathing because the hot water because you're allowed to heat water on your on, on, on your not on Shabbos but on your you're allowed to cook 
Um, we use hot water okay. on Yontif. So I think it's it's a Xera also of Shabbos too. It's a whole Gemara in Shabbos. So bathing is, you're not allowed to bathe, period. Hot or cold. Yeah. That's my point. But but I think it, we have to go to the Gemara in Shabbos that goes into the decrees because yeah. of Shabbos and this and that. Yeah, but here they're basing this on the fact that it's hot water. Yeah, well, we... So you can, you can, boil, you can boil water on a... I understand, but there's other decrees. Um, here, you want to look at the Gemara Shabbos over here? A Brisa taught, Shabbos. It's a whole thing. It's saying with Shabbos, then it goes into Yontif. Okay, let's take a look at it. Okay, concerning hot water, it was heated before the Shabbos. Okay, so you have, on the following day, one may wash his hands and feet and face with them, but not his entire body. Not even limb by limb, and it goes without saying that the same provision applies to hot water that was heated on a festival. It's forbidden on Yontif to wash once about even one time with hot water that was heated on Yontif. So we'd have to see why they made that decree. Moving on, in general, any malacha that's forbidden on the Shabbos is forbidden on Yontif as well except for certain malachas that are necessary for the preparation of food. Beishamai, therefore, the one may not heat up water on Yanta specifically to wash his feet. He may heat it only for drinking, but not for washing. So, in other words, only things for eating is allowed, not for bathing. See, what? Yeah, they still have a hold that any malach that is normally required in the preparation of food it's permitted even when no food is involved, since cooking is a requisite for that. Basil says even non-food purposes, they therefore permit heating water on yontif, even specifically to wash one's feet. Basil will permit heating the water, water only in order to wash one's feet. The giver that water may not be needed to wash one's entire body, because no malacham may be formed yontif to fill a need that is not common to most people in those days. It's bathing that's the issue. It's not. Using the hot water. Yeah, we're talking about bathing, but bathing in hot yeah. water is not allowed on Yontif. Because we only allow things that is a normal, everyone needs. Bathing it, the entire body hot water is not considered universal necessity in those days. So that could, one minute, others maintain that bathing the entire body is forbidden only under the bathhouse injunction. Once you're in a bathhouse, people add and, and create fire and do all kinds of things. Be that as it may, in those days, bathing was not a necessity. And allowances on Yontif are for necessities. So now, what we would normally, so now let's go back to our case. The guy who's the mourner, you're not allowed to bathe. Okay? So therefore, if it was only three days of mourning, and now we come right into Yontif, he cannot bathe on Yontif, per se. That would be, or but he could use cold water or things like that. That's what we're saying. So in the, now, therefore, nowadays this becomes the whole issue. Why can't you take a hot shower nowadays? Which is a big discussion beyond what we want to talk about right now. But there's a big issue, and this is one of the issues that Shelley would would not be happy with because because really there's no reason to say it's usher but it's kind of extended rabbinic prohibitions, so to speak, because there really is nothing wrong. There aren't bathhouses nowadays, there aren't things like that. You could find certain rabbis that would be lenient uh, for, for Yom Tov.
Because the, the main issue is in the bathhouses, they, you know, you're throwing logs in, you're doing all kinds of stuff over there. It's a big deal, okay? Plus, people did not bathe every day in those days. It was unheard of. You just didn't, it, what do you have to bathe for? Whatever. The, the hygienic understanding of the world was different at that time. But clearly here, mo, I would say most people in developed countries feel that bathing is a necessity. Right or wrong, that's just the reality the way it is. So it's a necessity. And there can be no decree of bathhouses because nobody takes baths in a bathhouse. All you do is turn on the thing and that's it. So, uh, but at least regarding our issue over here, you could not take the bath until Yontif. And then again, it would still be only a cold bath or wait till Cholomite bath. Okay, good. Question still? Remember, we're only talking times of the Gemara. Right, right. So sum it up and clarify. You can't take a bath because of what they did in the old days and they would have caused a lot of work and added more water and started more fire and got more wood yeah. to the bathhouse. So we extend that uh, to today to not take a bath. And plus, Achomoy, you're not allowed to do an activity. We don't relax. A young, we don't relax things except unless it's for uh, uh, a, a regular need. A regular need. And in those days, they didn't they didn't wash their whole bodies every day. I guess that's why we carry. Because we carry because of the extension from... Well, carry, we need... Yeah, well, that's... A regular a, need. Yeah. You couldn't... Therefore, very interestingly, you have to be... Well, we're in an Arab. But if we don't have an Arab, you can't just say, well, I don't have to clean out my pockets... Because it's Yontif, I can carry anyway. Well, let's say, just let, let's just say my pocket. Okay, this is Mozart. That's no good. Okay, what I got here? Okay, I got my little sheet with notes. <laughs> okay, so I don't need this for Yontif. I mean, it's just in my pocket. It doesn't bother me. I, don't, I, I, can't, I can't carry this on Yontif outside of an Eruv. Because what's the need for it? Now... Okay, I need this card. That's my uh, Matovu card. I need that when I get into Shul. I can carry that. Can't carry this. This is a pen. But, you know, that's the problem. People think just because you can carry, you can carry anything. No, it has to be something you need. You can carry your sitter. You can carry your talus. So that's uh, what is relaxed. Okay, fine. So this is the first statement of Rav Huna Brader of Yeshua. That everybody agrees... And the thir- if, if you're, remember, this is all not Nogel Aloch at all, because we don't hold you have to have a minimum of three days. But if you do, then that would be the Aloch. Fine. Amar of Nehemiah, Bray, the Rabbi Yeshua, someone who concurs with this opinion. Ashka Chasino, Rav Pepi, Rav Papa, the Yasvi, Vekam Aloch, Kerav Huna, Bray, the Yeshua. I encountered Rav Pepi and Rav Papa, and they were saying the Aloch is the way Rav Huna, the Sarv of Yeshua, said as we just quoted. So you see, you see, it's an accepted opinion. Now, next thing's exactly the same. It's just an alternative version of the story. Ikadamri, some say, Amr of Nechemi, a braider of Yosef. Some say this was reported by a different rabbi. Rav Nechemi, the son of Rav Yosef. Ashkachina, Rav Pepi, Rav Papa, Rav Huna, braider Yeshua, the Yasmukamri. He says, I encountered Rav Pepi and Rav Papa and Rav Huna, the son of Rav Yeshua, sitting together and saying, 
If the third day ends being Erev Yantif, you can't wash until the evening. So we have three versions of the same statement. Good, fine. Clearly, this is the Allah. Fine. Comes the next interesting Shiloh. So we said, we know if somebody buried a relative on Yantif, Shiva's not observed until after the Yantif ends. That we said, there's no such thing as Shiva on Yantif. If you're burying someone on Cholomoyed or Yantif, you do not start Shiva. But they're not allowed to bury on Yom right? There's some allowances if through a Goy or certain things like that. Right. And remember, the cemetery wasn't 23 miles away and things like that. But uh, but, yont- but a regal includes Cholomoyed. Pesach and Sukkot is Cholomoyed. Either way, it's possible to bury the dead on Yontif or Cholomoyed. That is true. So then what happens is no Shiva, nothing. It's all delayed till afterwards. That's the given. So now, based on that, we have the following Shiloh. And also, obviously, Shiva's not canceled because you didn't start. Shloshim's not canceled. You didn't start. So the question's going to be like this. Here is the interesting question. Let's say they buried the person on... Uh, first day of Yom Tov. Okay? Now, there's seven days of Sukkot. Well, let's take Pesach is easier. Seven days of Pesach. Okay, now you're going to sit Shiva next day after Pesach. Or the night after Pesach. Okay. So, obviously, Shiva has to have seven days. Here's the question. Has Shloshim begun from the burial? That was my question. That's the question. We'll see what the two sides of the question is. Because Shloshim is something more of a matter of time, passage of time. As opposed to Shiva's intense. Shiva, you got to really do a lot of stuff. It's a whole, uh, what do you want to call, a very sad environment. There's a lot of things you can't do and because you want to really appreciate the loss. It's totally not in a concert with a Yontif or Cholomoyed. So that, that has to happen. That whole understanding of life has to happen. Shloshim, part of it is the passage of time. In other words, after 30 days, the pain starts to go away. Now, is the passage of time dependent on first having a full shiva? And now, the, does the clock, the Shloshim clock start when the shiva clock starts? Or does the Shloshim clock start from the burial? Because normally... When a burial happens, the shiva clock starts and the shloshim clock starts. So is the shloshim clock dependent on the shiva clock or not? That is the question. You hear the question? Yes. So now, kavru regal. If you bury someone on the regal, here's the shiloh. Regal olololaminyan shloshim? Oh, ain't no regal olololaminyan shloshim. Does it go in the 30 days or not? That's the question. Now, obviously, Laminian Shiva Lo Kami Boile. We're not any question about the seven. That's for sure, because we know the Lo Nahaga Mitzvah Shiva Regal, because restrictions of Shiva are not observed during the Regal. So that's out. There's for sure you have to keep Shiva afterwards. Ki Kami Boile, Laminian Shloishim. The question is do we start with the 30? Why? What are the discussions? The Konaga. Mitzvahs Shloshim Beregel. Because we have observed the mitzvah of Shloshim on the Regal. It could maybe be counted towards it. 
Now let's take a look. What are the remember Shloshim is way less restrictions. Now let's think about it. How many of those restrictions that apply to Shloshim also apply to Yomtev and Cholamoyed? Okay, the primary restrictions of Shloshim, shaving and wearing freshly pressed clothing, actually coincide with festival law. Since shaving and all forms of laundering are generally forbidden on the festival, even for non-mourners. Ramban goes further and maintains that the restrictions of Shloshim are reserved on a festival, even in points where they do not coincide, coincide with ordinary festival law. For example, a mourner observing Shloshim may not wear freshly pressed clothing that was pressed before the festival, though festival law would not ordinarily forbid this. Similarly, a mourner during Shloshim may not participate in friendly parties, something that is generally not forbidden on Yontif. So you see, you have to keep the basic Shloshim restrictions are being kept anyway. So my, so what do we say? So that was the question that Abaye was Abaye Estrav, I believe. Yeah. So he says, Amrle, Eino Oila, Rabba. Rabba says it's not including, rather, the 30 days has to begin after the festival. That's his ruling. Okay. So now the Gemara is going to go back and forth and ask a number of questions to uh, see if Rabba's ruling will stand. And I guess he's saying, listen, if you don't start Shiva, you know, it, it, in other words, I guess what he's saying is the fact that you're not shaving and the fact you're not laundering your clothes has nothing to do with the fact that you're a mourner. It's your regular Jew. And that's it. Your tough luck that it came out that way. But the reason you're not shaving is why? Because of the rabbinical injunction to make sure you're shaved beforehand, which he was. He didn't know anyone's dying on Yom Tif. So he should have taken a shave before Yomtev, should have laundered his clothes before Yomtev. And the reason he's not doing it now isn't because he's a mourner or a shloshim. In other words, he's, he's feeling, what are you talking about? If he can't start shaving, shloshim just doesn't make any sense. And I guess he does not reckon with the passage of time. To which the Gemara is going to ask questions on that, and it's going to take a long time to bring out this question, so we're going to stop it right over here. Okay, yes, you could. So you're probably tired, Shelly, you know, sitting on a bus for 10 hours. That's more tiring than working. That's what I find. He's just sit, sitting, you know. Had I known they weren't going to show up the buses so fast, they could have come during the morning. Yeah, that they I... Could have done the class, too. Because you, you, you think they're coming any minute, so you're just waiting. So at 7 o'clock, did anybody get on a bus? There were a lot of buses there. There were a lot of buses. When did the first bus leave? I don't know. It was kind of chaotic, um, <laughs> but there were certainly buses that left well before us. For sure. Yeah, we, we can imagine it was chaotic. You're talking about three thousand people. We were, we were one of the seventeen that our bus didn't show. Okay. Went. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Shkoyach. <laughs>